Hey, welcome to Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegriff, and I'm not the perfect dad, but every day I am trying to be better. I had a great uncle who used to always say, I think I could get more done if I knew what I was supposed to be doing. Well, that's what I want to talk to us about today, what we're supposed to be doing as dads. My kids get to determine if I'm a good dad. I do not. And because I cannot measure whether or not I'm a good dad, I don't want that to be my goal. It's unachievable in only my eyes. So what I want and what you should want is not to be a good dad, but it's to be the dad that our children need us to be. If you're a dad who wants to embrace your God-given mission, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also get more content on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And if you want even more than that, then head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com. Well, I hope you all had a wonderful Father's Day. I hope you got to spend time with the ones who actually make you a dad, your wife, your children. Hope you got some honor and some good gifts, some good time of relaxation. But most of all, I hope you had some quality time with your family. I have to say this, I'm actually kind of surprised and shocked a little bit myself to actually look back and realize this, but this is the two-year anniversary of Fathering Our Future. I started this Father's Day of 2021, and it's a little crazy to actually look back and see how much has happened. It's just one of those things that speaks to a little bit of discipline and consistency. You look back and you see how things have compounded, and to think I have over 100 episodes, and so many people start a podcast, and they stop after their first or their second episode. There's so many podcasts that you can look up and see. They barely have any content out there because it becomes a lot. So this is not me trying to say, oh, look how great I am. This is just a little testament to if there's something that you want to do, start it up and stick with it. And you give it some time and some remarkable things can happen. And honestly, I was not planning on using that as a segue into this, but it's very true of ourselves as dads as well. We're not perfect. I say this at the beginning of every episode because I mean it. I am not the perfect dad. Just the other night, I went to my two oldest kids. I got back to the house. I had to go pick up some milk from the store. I got back. They were already in bed. I walked into their rooms and I said, I need to talk to you for a minute. And I apologized for how I behaved. I apologized for things that I had said. I told them that I loved them. I talked to them about their day. I talked to them about what I was going through. And I just opened up. I was vulnerable. I was transparent. But in that moment, I realized I'm not perfect. I've made some mistakes. And I was trying to right those wrongs. I was trying to work with them to say, you know what? Daddy wants to be better. I want to improve. Here's what I'm trying to do. Here's how you can help. Here's how you can speak to me and say, hey, dad, maybe you're a little too grumpy right now. Give them that Give them that platform to speak back into my life because I need that feedback from them to know how I'm doing as a dad. And I'll talk a little bit about that at the end of this episode. But I'm not the perfect dad. And if you're honest with yourself, you're not the perfect dad either. But we're trying to be better. And we're trying to grow. Because our children, they are growing. And they are developing. And if that's true of them, then it has to be true of us. Because the dad that I am today, 
is not the dad that my children will need in 10 years. My children, six, four, and two, when they are 16, 14, and 12, they will need me in a different capacity than they need me right now. And I have to be willing to grow. I have to be willing to develop. I have to strive to be better so that I can be what my children need me to be. That's what we have to be about. That's what we have to focus on. Because as I reflect on who I am, and as you reflect on who you are, you're going to think about your values. You're going to think about who you are and where you're at in life right now. Because your children, my children, will one day be in this same situation. I'm a disciple. I'm a Christian. I put God first in my life. I'm a husband. I'm married. I'm in a marriage. And I'm a father. I'm a parent. I have kids. There will come a day where all of my children continue to be disciples. They will be married, and they will have children. And they will be navigating the same circumstances that I'm trying to navigate right now in life. And I want to help them as much as I can. And I know you want to help your kids as much as you can. And this is why I say that the mission of fatherhood is to equip and to disciple our children to be a part of God's mission in a greater capacity than ourselves. We want to pass on our wisdom. We want to pass on our experience so that they can go to new places, places that we've never experienced, places that we probably won't get to experience. We want them to be ahead of the curve when it comes to life. So we want them to go further than ourselves, but being a part of God's mission is being married and is having kids and is doing our best at whatever our hands find to do. That's what God's mission is for us. God created humanity, and he said, I want you to be in relationship, and I want you to have kids, and I want you to have dominion over the things that I've created, and I want you to make them better, and I want you, I want you to continue to grow and to develop things. I want you to take this creation and join with me as we expand. That's what God wants us to do. That's the will of God. That's the mission of God. So that's what we're trying to equip and disciple our kids to be a part of. So we can use the experience that we have to pour into them and to invest into them and the wisdom that we gain, we have to give it to them. And we're going to accomplish this through relationship. Now, it's really important that we understand the significance of relationship because we, as dads, are not dictators. You don't get to just tell your kids that this is what you're going to do. You don't get to mandate this is how you're going to do things. You can if you want to, but the outcome of your children when they leave your home is not going to be the outcome that you desire. That's not the relationship that you want. This is you not even trying to have a relationship. This is you just overstepping the authority that God has trusted you with. God has partnered with you in this journey of parenting. This is why this the way that we work with God in parenting, this is the way that I believe we work with God. We guide our kids in a good direction. Because remember, it's not in man to direct our own path. It's like the parents who say it's my way or the highway. In all actuality, the fact that you don't have it in yourself to direct your own path, to give your kid the option of you can follow the way that I don't know how to make and craft for myself, or you can go another way, the other option might actually be the better option. So you should be careful in what you actually say to your kids. But we don't have it within us to direct our own path. 
But we do have God's word. We do have our relationship. So we can guide our kids to him. We can guide our kids in a good direction. And then God can take them and he can define the path just as he does for us. So we're not, we're not dictators and we're not coaches. We don't just sit on the sideline and say, you know what? I've been there. I've done that. I know a little bit about it. This is the best way to go about it. Just trust me on this. Even though I don't do that myself, my prime times, it's behind me. You know, those are glory days. I, I can't relive them. I could have gotten healthier earlier in life, but now it's going to be too difficult for me. But you should do X, Y, and Z if you want to be healthy. But I'm going to sit on the couch and eat a bag of potato chips. You're not really helping your case because your actions say a lot. Actions might not actually speak louder than words, but they are just as loud. And if your actions aren't in alignment with what you are saying, then you're just a bit duplicitous in how you function. And that's not something worth honoring or respecting or listening to. If someone says, you should do this, this, and this, but they do something different, are you really going to take them at their word? We're not coaches. What we are is we're leaders, and we model that after God. We lead as God leads. How did he lead? He was the suffering servant, and we're to follow in his steps. We give because we love. We serve because we lead, and that is how we go about leading our children. That's how we go about having a relationship with them. We look at where we can give, how we can give, where we can serve, how we can serve, and we're only going to get that knowledge by having a relationship with our children. A relationship with our children will teach us and show us how we can give and where we can serve, but it will also amplify our voice, and it will give a platform for our example And they'll be so motivated to follow our lead because we have established relationship with them. This is what we're supposed to be doing. So the four ways that I think we establish relationship with our children, faith, personal integrity, communication, and grace. Faith shows us how we ought to actually have relationship. So if you want to know how to have a good relationship with your kids— Follow God. Follow his model. And if you want to do that, you better make sure you actually have a relationship with God. Make sure that you're actually reading the Bible so that you can see how God did things, how God continues to do things. If you're not going to have a relationship with God, then don't expect to know how to have a relationship with other people, at least not a good relationship. You can make your own style of a relationship if you choose, but I don't think that's the wise way to go about it. God created the family. God created people. God created relationships. If you're going to actually understand how to have a good relationship, you should go to the one who created relationships. So you have to have a relationship with God. You have to pray, and that's not hard to do. It's just talking to God. And if you think you got to say things the right way, go read the book of Psalms, because the psalmist just poured out to God and said, God, you've rejected me, you've forsaken me, you're not there. They just vent it. That's what they did. And God appreciates that. God wants to hear from you. God just wants you to talk to him. So pray. And I know you can read. And if you can't read, there's audio versions of the Bible out there. 
you can take in the Word of God, and you can get that wisdom, and that's going to teach you how to have a relationship with your kids. The other thing is your personal integrity. You have got to be faithful. You have got to be diligent, and you've got to be disciplined. If you were flip-flop and wishy-washy, no one is going to respect you or your example or the things that you say. I mentioned this earlier. If someone is telling you one thing, but doing something totally different, are you really going to value the words that they speak? No. You know good and well that you do not value the word of people who say one thing and do another. You cannot possibly think in your right mind that your children will just do do life differently because you happen to be their dad. That, that Just because you happen to have the title of dad does not mean that your children will just be all respecting and honoring of who you are and take your word as it is just infallible and indelible because you're dad. That's, that's not how it works. This is a part of being a leader. You're an initiator. You're making the first move. You're making the first step. You're displaying how things ought to be done. So you're being honorable and you're showing your kids, this is the right way to do things. You should be honorable. You're being respectful of your children and you're showing, you're showing them that they ought to be respectful of you and of other people. You model these things. Your personal integrity makes you worth being in a relationship with because we value people based on their fruit based on their actions. You want to be in a relationship with people that you look up to and that you value. The same is true of our children. We have to be that dad. We have to be that man. We have to be someone worth being in a relationship with. The third thing is communication. Communication is when we speak open, vulnerably, and transparent to our kids. We show them that we think they are trustworthy of delicate and sensitive information. And we, and when they see that we trust them, they reciprocate that back to us. We establish this bridge of trust, this foundation of trust. And as we continue to communicate, we build a relationship. It starts with trust, and that's established by communication. And the more we talk, and the more we listen, because listening is a big part of communication, you've got to listen to your kids and give them a voice in the conversation, because if it's not going two ways, if it's not going from you and then coming back to you, it's not communication, it's being a dictator. If you're communicating properly, you're establishing trust, and then you're building a relationship from there. You've got to talk to your kids, and you've got to listen to your kids. And the last thing is grace. Grace is what actually gives longevity to relationship. Grace covers the mistakes. Grace does away with the mistakes. People are going to hurt you in your relationships. Your kids will probably hurt you. There will be times where you probably think to yourself, how could my kids do this to me? It's probably not the right way to think. But at some point, I imagine that most of us just in the moment, we'll have that thought, I can't believe my kids would do this. And this is when grace comes in. Because it's very easy for us with other people that we meet, when someone does wrong to us, it's very easy to say, you know what, I forgive them, but I'm not going to have a relationship with them. I'll say that I'm sorry, and I will accept their apology, 
but I probably won't go out to eat with them. Probably won't invite them back over to my house. I'll probably choose to keep my distance because of what they did. And we sever the relationship. We don't want to do that with our kids. And the thing is, is we will make plenty of mistakes. And so will they. And so we have to be dad enough to give grace to them. Like the father of the prodigal son, we have to be willing to give grace. Grace doesn't make sense. It is unmerited favor. We have to be willing to give grace to our children. And then the hardest thing for us as as dads is we have to be willing to accept that grace from our children when we make mistakes and when we do wrong. It's very easy for us to fail and then to shut down because we take one failure and we say, this is who I am. I am a failure. But to our children, it's, it's nothing. To our children, it happened, and it's done, and they still want us. And they will give us grace. And we have to be willing to accept that so that we can continue our relationship with our kids. So these are the four things that we work on as dads to establish good, long-lasting relationship with our children. Faith, personal integrity, communication, and grace. We have to have a relationship with our kids. Again, it amplifies our voice and our example for our children. It gives us what we need to know and how we can serve and give to our children. And that leads me to this. The more I think about fatherhood and the more I think about our mission and how we achieve the mission through relationship, the more I think it's a bad idea for us to try and be a good dad. I don't think what we're supposed to be doing is trying to be a good dad. And I know that probably sounds strange because everyone will ask, who wants to be a good dad? And everyone will raise their hand. I would even raise my hand because just instinctively, I think, yes, I want to be good. I want to be a good dad. And if we don't define that properly, it can actually turn out to not be what we're striving for. But I don't think that we ought to strive to be good dads. This is why I say, I know I'm not perfect, but I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to constantly change and evolve. I'm not looking for a destination where I can say, I have arrived and I am thus good. I I don't want to say that I'm here, that I've reached this. I'm always striving to be better because my children will always be changing in life and they will always need me in a different capacity. And this is why I think we don't strive to be good dads. We strive to be the dad our children need us to be. I think that is the right goal for us as fathers. Because if we're honest with ourselves, we don't get to determine whether or not we are a good dad. You might have a great job. You might make a huge income. You might take your family on three vacations a year. You might show up to every sporting event. You might be at the dinner table every single night. You might do all of these things. But if when your kid is a teenager and they're dealing with peer pressure and they don't feel that they have time to talk to you because you're always out there trying to provide and do big things for them or take them on the next big trip and all they want is for you to come to their room and sit on their bed and let them cry their heart out to you. And if you don't do that and you deprive them of the one thing that they needed from their father, would you actually think that you're a good dad? 
I wouldn't feel like a good dad. If I did not meet the need of my child, I don't think I would say I'm a good dad. And that's what I'm trying to get at. We cannot determine whether or not we are a good dad. We don't get the right to say, I'm a good dad. We don't want to be the person who says, I'm a good dad. That's not what we want. People who have to constantly reassure everyone else of who they are, doubt who they are. If you go somewhere and everything is out of control and it's chaotic and there's a person saying, I've got this under control, I'm in charge, everything is okay, but you're looking around and things are getting worse and they just keep saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, I've got this under control, they don't have it under control and they know they don't have it under control and they're not saying that for your benefit, they're trying to say that to convince themselves that they're actually in control. I don't want to be the person who has to go around and keep saying, I'm a good dad. I'm a good dad. Oh yeah, I do this. I'm a good dad. Because if I'm having to do that, then I'm trying to reassure myself that I'm a good dad when in all actuality, I probably doubt that I'm a good dad. I don't want to strive to be a good dad. My wife has some authority in defining whether or not I'm a good dad. She can look at how I operate and function with my kids, and she can tell me if she thinks I'm a good dad. But at the end of the day, the ones who actually get to make that judgment call are our children. Your kids get to determine if you're a good dad. My kids get to determine if I'm a good dad. I do not. And because I cannot measure whether or not I'm a good dad, I don't want that to be my goal. It's unachievable in only my eyes. So what I want and what you should want is not to be a good dad, but it's to be the dad that our children need us to be. Because, again, my six-year-old and my four-year-old and my two-year-old need me in a certain capacity right now. But in 10 years, they will need me to be a different version of myself. They will need me to be a different dad. They will need me to be a better dad. But if I stay the same, and I treat a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old and a 12-year-old the same way that I treat a 6-year-old and a 4-year-old and a 2-year-old, I'm not going to be a good dad because I'm not going to be the dad that my children need me to be. So this is why we strive to be better dads every day, so that we can be the dad our children need us to be. And we will only be able to do that if we have a relationship with our children. Because the relationship helps us understand what they need. And while it helps us understand what they need, it also sets us up on a platform. It gives strength to our voice. And it gives purpose to our example. And it motivates them to follow our lead. And that is what helps us fulfill the mission of equipping and discipling our children to be a part of God's mission in a greater capacity than ourselves. It is done through relationship. Not trying to, to achieve some nebulous status of being a good dad, but actually having a relationship with our kids so that we can understand what they need in this season so that we can be the dad that our children need us to be. That is what we are supposed to be doing as dads. So now you know, so now you can go do it. 
This is Fathering Our Future, the podcast for dads. I'm Anthony Vandegrift. Thank you so much for being with me, and I hope you will join me next time. Thank you again for listening to Fathering Our Future. If this episode has served you or you believe it will serve another dad in the future, make sure that you leave a like, a comment, a review, or share this so that it can reach another dad. And so that you don't miss out on another episode, make sure you subscribe to Fathering Our Future wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, for more great content, head over to www.fatheringourfuture.com.